Welcome to the podcast From Depression to Expression. I'm your host, Oliver Schirach. I have struggled for many years with low energy, self-worth and depression, which have hindered me to truly live my life and express the beauty that is within me. To help myself, I started to learn a lot of things. After many years, I feel ready to share what I've learned with you. You're at the right place if you want to find out more about what is depression, what can cause it and how to get out of it again. It's either for you or for someone you know. We will be going out into realms that are not yet accepted by mainstream. We will be talking about the effects of food on your emotions, being unaware of your emotions, shadow work, triggers, soul retrieval, awakening, dark night of the soul, near-death experiences and much more. Some of those shows would be just me talking about things that are on my heart and what I learned lately. Other shows are with guests from around the world which will share their knowledge with us and broaden our horizons. Those guests can be scientists, shamans, medicine men or women, therapists, personal coaches and of course people that went through depression themselves and sharing their experience, what they learned by finding out who they are. Follow me on this journey to learn more about how to overcome depression. Learn to accept and love yourself truly. So we can embrace our authentic self unapologetically and start expressing who we are without fear, but with joy and lightness. Please remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and share this episode with someone you know that needs to hear this information. So without any further ado, let's get into today's show. Okay, so we're just digging in. We had uh, so far great discussion and we said, let's get started because everything we talked for the last soon hour is actually what this new series of my podcast is. And my guest on the other side is Patrick Hamilton Walsh, which we had on my Oliver Schirach show. And now on this new show, we call Depression to Expression. I love it. And... You're my first guest, and um, let's just continue to talk as we had so far. So where were we? Where we were is we were, first of all, thank you for having me on as the first guest on your show. Um, I love your new title, and I love where you're going, because I think this podcast really represents the journey that you have been on um, at the micro level and at a macro level, Oliver. Um, I think that you're going to be a guy who can guide so many other people out of uh, a state of depression and into a place where they begin to express themselves for, for who they truly are. Because we met three years ago. Two and a half. Yeah, two and a half years ago in Bulgaria, in, in the mountains and... Um, you, you are an expressive guy. And I think the more that you find your voice and the more that every person finds their voice, then the more they're able to express themselves with confidence. So thank you for asking me to come in to, you know, be the first guest on, on a podcast that, that is about helping people to express themselves and, and find their own path. Yes. I mean, you helped me just in the discussion before I shared what the idea of the podcast is. 
And um, by now you will have heard the intro, which I've not recorded yet, but <laughs> you will have it. <laughs> the show will be really my path as I had it. I'm, I'm, I told also Patrick, he didn't know me back then, that I really wanted to just be driven over by a big truck. Um, on one hand, and on the other side, I had this vision of having a life up to 20, 130, 150, physically and mentally, emotionally healthy and strong. And there I am wanting to kill myself. So anyone who knows Eckhart Tolle and, and these kind of people talking about, you know, the duality of, of the mind and especially Eckhart Tolle, when I read it, he said like he, his awakening was when he realized something in him talks about some other part of him. Right. And I had that with, with the depression. And now I'm, I'm laughing and I feel so energized, especially after this nice meditation with Patrick and this blessing from Patrick for the podcast. I just feel even more light and, and, and happy. And it's like, I want to help the people, as you say, which, which are in this dark place at the moment, or perhaps they're not there anymore to give tools, inspiration, and, and a sight that, you know, there might be a black, dark place, but there's tools. I mean, it could also be chemicals because I've listened to a German scientist who talks about, you know, the pineal gland. If that is physically blocked, you have no vision. And then the chance that you take your life is high. I want to talk to him. I want to find out how can you actually unblock, you know, the pineal gland. Of course, there's meditations, there's Wim Hof, there's Soma Breath, there's LSD or whatever not. I don't know, melatonin, there's talk. So I want to get a lot of different people on the show. And yeah, having think- Patrick, you here, you know, you're going to be like the next king of Sweden. The Irish, the Irish guy, which is going to be crowned king because of his big heart. I mean, seriously, I mean, the, the last, since I know you, the posts I see about you, the big heart, the, the things you do with people and share with love. It's just incredible. And having someone like you on the show, it's just, and call yourself a friend, right? I mean, we share each other's messages here and there, and you just push me up once in a while. Um and I hope from now I'm I'm on a higher level, and we can push each other up from a higher level and take the people which need help and pull them with us um, to self love and self authentic expression. Right? That's that's what I told you. It's like this: the light which comes out of you when you set authentically in yourself. You know who you are. Then you're light, and you are light for the other people, and you're a positive impact. So that, that's kind of like now it, what my podcast should be about plus minus. Um, that's my vision. Yeah. Well, I think the podcast now kicking off, it should be something that's so true to you and your story because you have a lot of education in you. You're a guy <laughs> who studies a lot of, you do a lot of courses. You're all, every time I talk to you, you're, 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 you're always searching for ways to access your wisdom. And one of the things that I really love about you is the fact, Oliver, that you're a guy who you're willing to do the work. Like, you know, there's been days in your life that have been black days and dark days and heavy days. And and I'm sure you were thinking about giving up for moments or day. I don't know. But you kept going back to the shovel and digging more and trying to find solutions. And, and you continue to do that. And it's one of the reasons why I really, you inspire me so much. <laughs> and... I'm, I don't, I live my life in a very 
it, it, it doesn't seem strange to me, but it maybe it is strange to others. But I always live my life mostly in the present, where I'm in the present, but I've got my eye on the future. So the past doesn't really have a big, it doesn't really pull towards me. Like people, when I go back to Ireland, people say, do you remember when we done this? And I'm like, I don't, you know, I want to be respectful, but I don't, man. I, I don't, if I'm honest, because I, I don't focus on the things that I've achieved in the past. I always sort of think about what am I doing today to make my life better or the people around me better. And, and I'm always focusing on tomorrow's goals. And, and that's how I sort of keep my own self balanced. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we had a discussion yesterday because you're going to be a father, I guess, by the time the podcast is out, you know, the pilot and all this, the, the first interviews are done because I want to come out with like a handful of interviews this time and everything prepared. You will be a father, right? So we agreed. Let's, let's, let's have to talk yesterday. It was just, we just missed each other's messages. So yeah. we decided to do it today. And I just sat down when, when I saw the message that you said, Hey, let's do it now. <laughs> Uh, so I sat down and meditated and just wrote down the things coming, you know, from a, in, in this case, my meditation was just sitting still, right. And just let ideas come out of me. That was my meditation, right. So I was just writing everything down, which came out of me in, in connection with you, what, what I could ask you. I mean, this year you, you created a meditation book for children. I was able to translate to German. Thank you for that. <laughs> it, it really, was like a two-day work with my mom and my sister working together so it really has the flow and it, it has a quality we all agree because my sister is also on the spiritual path and uh, it was beautiful you made a grown-up drawing meditative drawing book <laughs> you you have your story about uh, traveling the world then you have the forgive me sister book now another book will come out again so you're very much in the creative and they're very much a motivation for me. So I have so many questions. And, and, and one thing for me is, of course, now I said meditation. Let's, let's put it there. I saw you meditating in, in the mountains of Bulgaria. So what is meditation for you? Like, what is like the tip for you for someone to meditate? Do you have one type of meditation or you just adapt it? Yeah, I, so just to, if I'm going to introduce people to meditation, I have a, one that I call the 16 second meditation. And I think, and I think you sort of touched on it in our introductory conversation earlier. I think a lot of people who are into spirituality are into advancing themselves in some way. They always try to make, I don't know why they do this, but they always try to make things seem more difficult or more big and more unattainable for the normal people. You know what I mean? <laughs> And the, I always think that things are a lot more accessible than they seem. So for me, the, I think the best way to meditate, and we can just do it right now if you would like. So can I get you to put your bum back into your seat? And what I want you to do is I want you to visualize the square. And it's called the 16 second meditation because you breathe in for four seconds, you hold for four seconds, you breathe out for four seconds, and you hold for four seconds okay and that's a full and complete meditation and the reason why it's this one works so well is because you're better off to bring your mind back in into focus on your breath in small increments all day it's more beneficial actually to do that than it is to sit for 30 minutes in the morning because you don't eat all you don't do anything all in blocks like that you don't eat all your food in the morning you don't drink all your water in the morning you, you, you spread it out and the more you can do that if you can do that four times over the space of a day 
yeah. it will be a lot more beneficial for you. And it's like I always say to people, if you're going to the bathroom, don't bring your phone. Just go and do a pee, sit down and do your 16 second meditation. So let's let's do it together. OK, so everyone, I want you, first of all, lift your shoulders up to your ears and just let them drop heavy and breathe out. <sighs> OK, now I want you to close your eyes. Empty out all your air. And then with the count of four, I want you to breathe in for four seconds. So let's go in two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. And that's a full, that's a complete meditation. And it's the easiest, simplest way to introduce yourself to meditation and the thing is what i would like to give you another tool on top of that is just do one just do one circle of that everyone can find 16 seconds in their day yes i'm not asking you to do and if you can do if you can do that circle that square twice 32 seconds you can do four times 64 seconds that's awesome but i just want you to aim for doing one and when you're there maybe you want to go around the circle again and then maybe you're comfortable. You want to maybe you'll end up doing it ten times. Yeah, it, it's what it reminds me. What you just say here, it's it's these other stories. Like if you want to draw every day, or you want to write every day, or you want to do fitness every day, and you're not used to it, you don't have the habit. Just draw one line, and sometimes it's just one line. And some days you're drawing for two hours, and you make a whole whatever landscape or portrait the same for writing you just write some say one letter right but i would say one word and sometimes you just do write one word but because you already sat down and start writing you, you suddenly have a page or two or 10 pages you just do one rep of a push-up not more and suddenly do more it's it's kind of a it's a good up thing to start something you're not used to it's very just small yeah just do one because once you're on the floor for that push-up you're down anyway. You might as well do <laughs> another one. And then yeah. before you know it, you've probably done 20. And then you can jump up with a bit of a short breath and you're feeling a bit more pumped and you're feeling yeah. happier and over trajectory. And it's all about trajectory. It's not about the results aren't there today. If you do that 16 second meditation for 30 days, I promise you'll feel better then. Even if you just did it once, yeah. 16 seconds every day for 30 days. Yeah, and then suddenly, as you said, it's the repetition. And I just have to laugh like, Jesus, all three, all three, three and a half liters in the morning in. <laughs> it's, <laughs> of course not. Yeah. And, but I also seen um, the ones which watched the video. I had a broken hand. And that's also why I had this idea of this podcast, because I have the Oliver Shirak show where I said, I'm, I'm going to split it. It's going to be creative mindset. On the other one and here i'm going to talk more about you know finding yourself if it's spiritual yeah. if it's personal growth it's is scientific right so i really want to talk to a lot of people and also big people i'm egoistic i want to connect with these big people as well but i want to give something right i want to give something back so someone like me sitting here just freshly divorced having to fight for the kids not so hard right but i gave away everything because i had the feeling i don't deserve it Right, my my ex-wife said, "I don't want with you anymore. You have to leave. I don't care how you do it. You can get social money, blah blah blah." She keeps the house, she keeps the car, she keeps the kids. I can have the dog because that's work. And I just gave everything. And that, now I realize, wow, there's so many things. Christmas decorations. That was all bought with my money. 
all the stereo TV, all these things were bought with my money, but I just gave it because okay. I th- felt like I don't deserve it. On the other hand, like that's the, then of course this consciousness, like, are you spiritual? If you're spiritual, you do not need material wealth. I'm like, no, we are humans. We, we live the human experiments or experience. So we should experience this to the fullest according aligned with our soul's purpose. But what is the soul purpose? It's, we all have personalities, right? And I try to explain it like some people are smaller, some people are taller, right? A small person is probably not going to be an NBA superstar like like Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or all these guys, right? Because they're smaller, but they're better in doing something else. And the same is your personality. So you have to find where are your strengths? Where are things just flowing for you? Yeah. And, 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 and I think that's what, what, being in your authentic self is and i'm just here you know i'm surrounded by by a lot of legos which i put together the last (laughs) week since i had a broken hand and um, because i couldn't draw it's my dominant hand which i broke but i could build lego together uh the last three weeks i have my kids much more over because i set the intention i want to see them more and without telling anything to my ex-wife she just suddenly said they can come more i'd like like send it out to the universe send it out to to your guardian angels, to your God, to, to the matrix, whatever you believe in. And suddenly things are coming. And, and the more they are aligned with the true self you are, the more they will come. And what, what we talked before is like, I'm starting to, to go into the Akashic records and I try to read for friends, right? Because I want to learn how, how does that work? Where mm-hmm. am I actually, you know, if I, if I find information, Akashic Records, what does it mean? Where do I take good choices for me? Where do I take bad choices? And for Patrick, we talked that perhaps more than 50% of my choices would be bad for you. And the, the other way around, it's be yourself and do not be pushed around. And, and we also talked about ADHD and OCD and all these other things, you know, the labels which want to keep you sick. But if you're yourself and you know who you are and you flow in in your energy, in your being, in, in, in what, why you're created, right? We are created with our body, with our mind, our emotional body, all these gifts we have. Then things are coming. And I just see paintings, Legos. I talk to you. I'm like, wow, I'm a creator. We all are creator. But I'm like a creator with my hands, visual, and I love to communicate. And I love to help other people. I just, I cannot, I'm, I'm having a hard time to not wanting to help other people. Well, can, can, I, can I help you then with what you've just told me? Because there's, there's two ways to be successful, okay? The first one is the most obvious, and the first one is to be the best in the world at something. <laughs> find, find something that you're the best in the world at and keep doing that, and you will be successful. Obvious. But for those who aren't the best in the world at something, there's another way to be successful. And you've just sort of given me the answer already. And that's to take three or more things in which you're the top 25% in the world at and put them together in a package in a way that you can deliver them. So you've just said that you love to communicate. I think that's actually one of them. I think that's one of the most important. The fact that you can speak Danish, Swiss, English, French, uh, Romanian, French, Italian. You know, you know, you're, you're, you're in the 0.000%, 1%. You know, you're one of the best and you love to communicate and you love to express yourself. So there's one of the things that you're in the top 25% at. Second thing is you love to help people. And the third thing is you're creative. 
So you've just given us three things in which you're in the top 25% of. Now, how can you package those, put them together and, and serve them to the world in a way that you can become so good at it that people will want to buy it from you once? And then how can you become so good at it that people then want to come back and buy it again from you? And, and it might be simply the fact that not only then, but they actually tell other people that you need to go and buy that from that guy because he's the best. And this is the, this is where I was before I went. This is where I am now. And it's because I give this value in cash and I've got this value back in growth because a guy who has got A, B, and C in, in the top 25% in the world has been able to package his things that he loves to do in a way that has helped me and can help you as well. And you probably want to go back and that's literally how every business and every successful thing has ever started. You know, I mean, they're the best in the world or I'm going to package three, three things where I'm the top 25% in the world. Yeah. And, and that's, of course, now knowing, you know, following you on LinkedIn mainly. Um, and that's probably not really for that podcast because when I, you work with Stockholm, right? You're a coach for i don't know really what your position is but you're <laughs> you're you're, no. you're talking with presidents here and then korean presidents and all in stockholm and it's all on the you know stockholm being an innovative city right and, and uh, yeah the talents your your podcast is um talking talent yeah talking talent podcast yeah the talking talent podcast and and you also you have been sharing so much about you know how to retain talent or attract talent to a city and uh, I can really see that's what you share here. Then, so we are not going in that because that's more on on the, on the business side. So we can see if we make another you know podcast specific on that. Um, but then I'm asking like, okay, now you you've heard what I say where you think I'm really good. I mean, visual creation. I don't know if I'm on the 20, top twenty five, but yes, communication with the languages. I see I'm a bit an odd one out many times. There's not many with, which do that. But if someone listens to it and says, okay, but what are my three things? I don't see anything. How do you think someone can actually find these things where someone is, you know, good, naturally good at? I mean, I'm still kind of searching. Yes, the communication I know because people said, you talk too much. So that, for me, that was, should have been a sign from early age. There's something I'm yeah. better than others. That's why they are attacking me. Yeah, it's more natural to you. Well, I have, a, I have got another thing too. So I noticed that whenever people who are successful get asked but what do i need to do to be successful they always give us an, an answer which is quite the same and and, can, and before i go into that can i just put a little star beside what i've just said i think <laughs> yes. a lot of the people who are successful are some of the most stupidest people that you could ever meet and that's almost their strength okay their strength is that whenever you get smart people to look at a problem, to solve it. They spend so many, they look at it with so many different angles and they analyze it and you know, wonder and try to put everything in place. And they almost get an analysis paralysis. And then you get a stupid person who just goes, I want to solve that problem. And they run like a bull against the problem and they start to get some traction. And then someone goes, wow, you, you, you covered a lot of ground there quite quickly. Can you do that for me? <laughs> and then they get more and then they can start to hire smart people around them so as you said i work in stockholm and i'm surrounded by a lot of successful people a lot of these people are really stupid but they've been able to put teams around them which 
elevates these products up and makes them grow and do well. And then they become these amazing companies, which, you know, usually we're all aware of some of the Stockholm companies. And it's this almost the strength is in the stupidity because they haven't considered anything and they just stumbled and stumbled and stumbled with a pig headedness that got them through it. So then someone, then these people will be on stage because they're millionaires or billionaires and someone will go, so what do you think I should do? And they'll repeat something that they heard somebody else who was successful say, who has repeated and repeated and repeated. <laughs> and they will say, follow your passion. Follow your passion. Go on, Patrick. Go on, Oliver. Follow your passion. And I, And for me, <laughs> I think that's one of the most nonsensical, arrogant, non-thought-out pieces of information you can give to someone who's trying to grow. Because it's almost like, you know, I've done it. I'm passionate about this specific thing. They weren't at all passionate. They, were, they, got, they got passionate about paying for their bills, which they, whenever they started out, they were broke. But <laughs> this is the thing. I say whenever someone's, you've asked me, what's the three things they should look for? I, I don't say follow your passion. I say, just look at what you're good at. Look at what people have told you you're good at or people have called you out on. Like you talk too much or you're this or you're that or something that you enjoy doing it. Because if you enjoy doing it, you're probably going to, over the longer run, you'll probably stick it out longer than anyone else. So for example, I used to be an accountant and a lawyer and I, you know, I did tax law, I did, you know, auditing, things like that. I didn't enjoy that at all. I couldn't, maybe, maybe I was okay at it, but I didn't enjoy it. I could never have stuck that out over a guy who enjoyed doing it. And a lot of the people who I worked with then did enjoy doing it and their partners now in PricewaterhouseCoopers and different firms. I was never going to be that guy. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't wait to go backpacking and travel the world and, you know, find out what my things were. So that's what I would say, Oliver, is like, what do you like doing and what, and if you don't even know what that is, then ask what does people, what does people call you out for? Yeah. And, and I, was, I, that. I was thinking now there were many, many thoughts coming. So let's hope if I can go back and pick up the crumbles I left in my mental body here. Um, one thing is, you know, you said I followed my passion and you're right. I guess these people, uh, yeah stupid i mean we are intelligent on so many different levels right so if your your iq is lower they probably are good what i realized in emotional awareness people which have a high emotional iq they are normally in my experience more successful at least my friends which are emotionally very stable those are the most successful ones i know of in my EQ, in my uh, emotional uh, emotional the EQ, yeah. Yeah, the yeah eq they, they are they're more stable. They're not really exploding, you know? And uh, one of my friends is kind of like a Buddha. And I remember I called him my Buddha friend and he called me Jesus. So <laughs> for me, he had this Buddha quality, right? This, this Zen Buddhism quality. And he's super successful. He bought this super big Jaguar and he's like, I feel a bit bad buying that car. I feel a bit, you know, overdoing it. And then, you know, I was just, watching a football game he's a trainer talking to an irish girl <laughs> and um and she just told me that she was so that my friend was such a great person I'm like that's exactly what he's bringing to the world he's just so down to earth so zen buddhistic and he's attracting wealth to him and for him it's just so normal but he's when i i never remember him being really pissed off shouting yeah he was hurt he was pissed but he didn't react the way i did right um so this emotional awareness and, and control i think helps a lot 
the IQ, yeah, intelligence, you know, academical intelligence, I think you're right, because that's a academical intelligence is to be good in taking things apart and putting them back together and analyze it and analyze it. And <laughs> so, uh, and that's what I tell some friends. It doesn't matter that you don't have the same IQ as me have, but you're more successful because you did your passion. But passion, yes, it can come by doing it and realizing, oh, I actually enjoy doing that. Yeah. So they didn't go out and say, I'm going to be passionate about this job. They realized, and that's what Tim Ferriss says. He says, you're a, you're a clay thing. So you just throw different clay pieces at you and what is sticking builds your, your, your persona. So that means try a lot of things and see what you enjoy doing. And, and that becomes your passion. And, and then the third thing, uh, what, you know, while I'm talking, that's, that's how ideas come for me. Extrovert, right? While talking, the solutions come and the ideas come is going back to your childhood, you know, where did time just fly? What activities did you yeah. do? And the time just went over and like, when did it get dark? It was just morning right <laughs> okay it happens fast in december but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what i mean so it's just like what is my passion and that's what i try that's my advice uh, normally is for people like what did you do as a child right yeah i was singing yeah. all the time i was running a, in the forest <laughs> yeah and that and i mean uh, to express yourself you, there's going to have to be a certain amount of joy in it and, and, and this is what this podcast is about, how to, how to become more expressive, because the opposite of expression is depression. Yes. And, and that's, that's when you're not being able to. So I always believe that you're, you're at your happiest and you're in alignment for most self-expression and most success whenever what you, what you think, what you say and what you do are in alignment. You're okay. authentic to yourself. You're, exactly. You're honest with yourself. Exactly. And you accept and yourself, right? Exactly. And you accept yourself enough for you to be unaccepted by others. And, and that's a big part of it because a, a lot of people are thinking one thing, but they won't say it because we live in a society where the, where the bandwidth for conversation is getting increasingly thinner and thinner. And it's yes. becoming more and more politically correct and all these other sort of things. And so therefore for people to be in a situation where what they say what they what they think what they say and what they do are in alignment is is becoming increasingly difficult and therefore i think it's one of the reasons why we're seeing an increase in depression and a decrease in expression because a lot of people second guess themselves so i'll give you an example i have a rule where every time someone serves me whether it's in a uh, you know in a shop at the grocery store in a rest whatever i will always try and find a compliment in the human and i don't the reason and i don't know this but it's because other people ask me why i don't why i'm brave enough to do it and i'm like i'm, I'm not brave enough i just don't think about not doing it it's like it's already like i'm going down to get milk out of the store i'm going to find a reason to compliment that guy or that girl whenever they serve me and if I, and it might be Let's say I give you a story. One I was in a I was in the Ikea, and one of the guys you could see he was into his hair. His hair looked great, you know. He like was all cut and all these different <laughs> on and stuff. And I said, "Bro, I love your hair." And he goes to me, "I know you told me last time." And this was in a part 
part of town that I didn't even remember. I don't even know where it was now. But the thing is, I don't remember him, but he never forgot the compliment and it resonated with him and it stuck with him. And I, and this is another thing. I will people's glasses because people put a lot of effort into buying glasses, so they've obviously picked these ones out. You know what I mean? <laughs> I will compliment people's hair, their glasses, their if their like your beard looks rock star now. But the, yeah. the most important thing is, I will also I can also say you've done a good job. Thank you for serving us. Yes. And that actually is the one that gets the biggest re- reaction. You'll send to somebody like you're really good at your job. Thank you for not screwing that up. Beep card, boop boop boop. Off I go. Two seconds and everything. Everyone's a winner, and just yeah. telling people they're good at their job is actually so rewarding for them. And I, tr- because I don't even, I, I think that I want to compliment them. I say it and I do it. Yeah, and you're and happy more, in yourself, right? I'm happy in myself. They're happy. I'm happy. Next time I come, I probably don't even remember them, but they'll never forget me. But that's not why I do it. I do it because I want to just leave that little gift of kindness. You know, play, play it and it just make make our society by one little compliment at a time. Yeah, uh, something similar to what you say, I've, I've just heard in a class. It's like th- four minutes every day, but I'm not really following it at the moment. I try to go back to me, right? As you said, stop consuming, use the knowledge I have now, because a lot is repetition. And he said, you know, like for loving yourself and accepting yourself, also go out and give cop, find the good thing about any person you meet. Exactly like you said, and he brought up the, the example of going in a in a shop uh, like in a, in a restaurant and then the the girl was not happy then i had the, this game with with his sister with his sister or daughter or wife that he can make this woman laugh right and he made her laugh and so now it's a game for them to to uplift someone um they see on the street in a shop in a restaurant to make them laugh uh, it's it's kind of like what you do you give a, a a compliment and they just want to make that person smile because they see the person as a heart eye. Exactly. That's, I mean, that's beautiful. And, um, and again, if you have that humor in you and you're willing to take that bigger challenge, then that's, that's awesome because to make someone laugh is another level, you know, that's, that's, that's a beautiful thing to do. Yeah. Um, but Definitely. again, I would say figure out for the people who's listening, figure out what's, 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 um, within reach because it might not be comfortable for you but see what's in within reach like put yourself out there in a way where it may be d- difficult for for you to give a compliment to to a man like my wife loves that i do it because she knows that she sees the look on a girl's face when i tell her she's got a nice hair but she also sees the look on a guy's face when i tell him he's got a good hair or you know a, a, a good <laughs> good smile or whatever it is man and she knows that I'm I'm leaving something behind for the service that I have received, and I, and I want it to be a positive thing. And and you'd be surprised on on how people go from beep beep to expressing <laughs> themselves. And because I express myself, they're now more free to express themselves. Yes, because we are actually all we are here to create, and we are here to love and enjoy life. We are here to feel all the you know all the emotions basically. Um, I was just thinking of something else. Now we talk about self-acceptance and leave, you know, this leave something behind for a person every day to uh, to feel uplifted, right? You never know if that without meeting you, that person might have gone home eating a bag of chips and watch Netflix. And now because you made them smile, they go home and buy flowers for their wife or their husband and have a nice dinner and 
whatever <laughs> follows afterwards um <laughs> instead of you know chips and, and whatever soda and and uh, a movie how, how this has also a lot to do with self-love i mean you must love yourself enough to be able to go out um to to do these acts of kindness so how, how would you define self-love or how would you what would you say what is a prerequisite for someone to love himself like when we are talking about you know depression and expression someone which is really dark they definitely have no self-love or self-esteem or have a low you know just a low view of themselves so how can we what do you think how do, what can they do to to increase their self-love i mean i have mirror work from hay house right two minutes of looking into your eyes in the mirror and say i love you or exactly what you do If you cannot give a compliment to someone, look in the mirror, give a compliment to yourself. I compliment myself for looking in the mirror into my eyes and give myself a compliment. That could be like the first start, right? For me, this is a difficult question for me because for some reason in my life, I have never really had depression or anxiety. And... I think, and again, so I, I'm the black dog that people have that, that sits on them and follows them, I think it must be so heavy and so dark to have that situation. And this is why I'm so empathetic for the many people who are suffering from depression or anxiety. And as you know, I did, I did books for people. I, I launched a series of books this year, coloring, mindful coloring books for people who are suffering from anxiety, stress, depression, or anxiety. I've, I've suffered from stress a few times, but never the other two. And I, I think the reason why I haven't is that I have a good conversation with myself. The way that I talk to myself is quite positive. I mean, I, I can be harsh on myself too, but I'm never, I never beat myself up. Even if I screw up, I'm like, okay, I screwed up today or I screwed up this morning. It doesn't make, I'm not going to make it a bad day. It's a bad moment or it's a bad hour, but I'm not going to have a bad day. I don't usually have bad days, if I'm honest. And the way that I talk to myself is quite positive and I have a good relationship with who I am. And I think one of the ways that I'm able to do that and have been able to maintain that is because I, when no one's around, I try to live as if everyone was watching. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my God. So many people can learn from that. I mean, if you, yeah. So I'm, I don't, I, I try to, I try not to cheat on myself. You know, I, I try to live my life in a way where if someone, I wouldn't take five euros off a table if no one was there, because I wouldn't take it if someone was there, you know, and, and, and <laughs> you know, that's a bad example. But like, I do things, I, I do things in private the way I would do them in public. I'm not cheating on myself or I'm not, and I'm not a perfect human being, don't get me wrong, but I'm not a perfect human being in public either. <laughs> and I don't pretend to be, and I'm, but I, I'm actually more interested in the relationship that i have with myself than the interest the, the relationship i have with the seven billion people on earth because people me and you talked about this 
people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And that means nearly everyone you meet is, is um, temporary anyway. But the thing that's permanent is my relationship to me. And I want that one to be the strongest, happiest, best. I don't want to have too much shame inside my heart about the things I've done. And I have, I mean, I've screwed up in every way as well possible, but I still have to have a word with myself and go, come on, don't do that. Wise up, grow up. I mean, a lot of the stuff I screwed up on was in my teenage years, you know, in my twenties, but and, and uh, I'm like, Manchester okay, fan. What can I say? I, all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's me being true that's me being true to me and don't get me wrong i'm 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 a i'm as much of an idiot as anyone but i i'm my intention is to be as is to be as kind in my actions to myself and to others in a way that makes me feel good and, and i think because i i don't know where this has come from but i've had it in me since i was a wee boy but i think that's one of the reasons why i've never really got too anxious about getting into situations or I've never been depressed about, I, I never let myself drop too far. So it becomes a thing. I try and bounce it back up again. Okay. And, I mean, if I interrupt, I, I just can, a lot of pictures came in my head, right? For, for, for whatever reason. I know you're Irish. Uh, I think you grew up in Dublin, right? Or Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. So once a week, you opened all the windows because there was a bump going off somewhere. So you had a lot of this kind of exterior stress. Do you think that kind of helped you somehow to learn to cope with that? No. I mean, the, the thing... I, I or did you have a role model which kind of helped you to... No. No, no, I never had no one. I never had anyone really help me in life, actually. And I never had anyone support me really either or encourage me. And... Growing up, I didn't, we didn't have bombs every week. We had bombs probably once yeah. a year in, in our village. But um, I think that kids are more resilient. Like people always try and go, well, what about the kids? For me, I can only talk about myself. I grew up in a society with bombings and shootings. 3,000 people in my community was, was murdered throughout the Troubles. But that was my normal. I didn't realize there was rich people living in Zurich or Stockholm and, you know, doing other lives. And, and in a way, I think because we were so poor and we lived in the environment we did. I think we all felt rich because we were all poor together and we were all equal. I, I think it's more I think it's more difficult to be poor in Zurich or in Stockholm because you have a reference point of what it's like not to be poor. Uh, but but isn't that also now with YouTube and, and Facebook and Instagram, which actually makes I, a big I'm problem? Not, I can only talk about my own upbringing. Like yeah, I had no yeah but I can't. But, but I can see now where you go to, and I can see in the city I'm now, uh, we just had police coming back after 10 or 12 years. They had no station. They just made a new police station because of the high amount of drugs in this city. Wow. It's a really small city, but I think it's exactly what you mentioned. It's because of the social media and 24-7, whatever you want to watch, whenever you want to watch it, you have the reference point of what there could be and what we do not have here. There's no Ferraris and uh, Porsches you see sometimes, you know, the wife of the boss of whatever bank is driving a Porsche GT. That one I see once in a while, but you don't see a Ferrari or Maseratis and all these kind of cars driving around. And then you watch these movies, right? And you watch these YouTubers, which whatever they do, and then they drive around with these Lamborghinis and you're here and you're like, you know, have none of that. So yeah. I think then you have this reference point and then you're like, you search refuge in drugs or in other stupid things. 
Yeah, but I, I think too, it depends on what you're looking at. So I'll give you an example. I, I was talking to an American girl a few years ago, and I this was, this is say seven or eight years ago, when Eminem and Beyonce were bigger, and I, I was asking, <laughs> so what, what music is on in America now, or what's, what's the latest trend? She was like, ah, not, I don't know. I said, what about Eminem? She goes, who? <laughs> she'd, never, she'd never heard of Eminem. I said, you know Beyonce? Really? No. And I was thinking, this is, this is such a weird reference point that I have of America that ever they have... They're into the same things that I'm into, and it made me wake up in a way that, of course, Eminem's like the American white rapper that's projected onto the world, and Beyonce is, you know, the 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 the, the superstar female that's projected onto the world. But if you're living in America, there's they couldn't care less unless you're into that thing and you're actively going and searching for like MTV or whatever that is. You, she genuinely had no idea what I was talking about, and it made me realize that. That's probably stuff that I'm into. I like to dance. I like to go, you know. So I know well, I have seen I'm, that. <laughs> I have seen that. Um, Latest so, techno party <laughs> with Patrick. Yeah, but you know what I mean? And so therefore, if you're if you're searching for stuff on YouTube and you're looking for that type of stuff, you could easily be searching for stuff where it's about meditation and Shalom monks and you know. So yes. again, it depends where your focus is. And um I, uh, if, if anyone can ever learn anything from me, it's, it's, I always say to them, like, be so careful about the relationship you have with yourself. You know, don't, don't do anything that makes you piss yourself off. You know, you're, you're pissed off with yourself because you've done something which you know you shouldn't have done. The more, the let, the more you can keep away from doing things that piss you off about yourself, mm-hmm. the better your relationship will be. And I'm, I'm probably not putting that in a, in a good way, but I, I always, particularly to women, when I'm life coaching them, I will say to them, if I was to speak to you the way that you speak to yourself, you would slap me in the face. Uh, yeah, that, that was one of the things I, I had in my head as well, right? The self-talk. Um, I'm, I'm reading a book, Self-Love, from another person I interviewed from Hong Kong, Neha Sonne. Um, I'm halfway through. Uh, it comes out at the end of the month so I don't know after the podcast or before the podcast was out but she she also talks about self-love in there like watch how you talk to yourself be your best friend she's like if if, would you um how uh, you know your body your mind your emotional body all the parts of you right we have so many different bodies right when you when you want to go really down be kind to them like Treat it as your best friend, like your seriously yeah. best friend. Would you go to your best friend when you see that he's having low energy and is overweight and say, hey, take these chips and take this ice cream? You probably wouldn't. You probably would try to convince that best friend, hey, let's go for a healthy salad or smoothie let's or whatever. Oh, let's you go know? for a walk instead of watching a movie together. So let's get you back up to have energy. But we let ourselves down <laughs> by a short cut in in serotonin push with whatever chips ice cream movie and then next morning we wake up look in the mirror like oh shit i have no energy look at the bat and then there's no self-love and no self-acceptance uh but i think yeah i think the self-talk as you said it's so important also for me i mean it just runs up there all the time i don't know if it's running more than another people or if it's the same amount how do we have a point of reference it's, kind of, <laughs> it's like uh, you know i cannot hear what other people think i mean some people claim they can um i cannot but i think that's where the meditation also goes in i mean you're 16 
yeah, box meditation, box breath, some call it, you call it the 16 second. I think it's really nice what you say, because if you visualize this, you know, the four corners, four seconds, you, you, you focus on the count, you focus perhaps visual, you're really in the now, you get rid of all the things that stressed you at the moment, right? You just disconnect. Um, and by that, you learn it to do it automatically over time, right? To disconnect from the stressing anxiety thoughts of the negative self-talk saying, hey, yes, and I screwed up. Well, it's not a bad day. I, I love that. And what you just mentioned the last 10 minutes, 15 minutes here, I really want to teach that to my kids because I'm just like, this is like one of the most important things I want to teach my kids. It's not about how to play football and draw a perfect airplane and uh, do the math. I want them to have control over their emotions and especially their self-talk, knowing that they're loved because the most important person which will love them is themselves. The only person which which really matters to love you, I mean, that's also a message to everyone who's, li who's listening, including me, is to love yourself. As you said, the only person you always, the whole life will live with is yourself. And that will bring you to the next awakening process in the spiritual growth. So the next life you will be reborn will be a better one because now the karma, karma is just cause of, of your actions you take. Karma is not something God is evil and, you know, you have bad karma. So yeah, it's, it's your choices you take and the choice, how to talk to yourself is very important. I think that's the most important self-acceptance and self-talk, self-love basically. And then everything else I think falls in place. As we talked before, do the things you enjoy doing, do the things people call you out. Like you always draw. Can you not stop drawing on the tables? I mean, I was always drawing on the school table. <laughs> I made paintings on the table teachers hated it like oh fuck oliver you need to clean the table <laughs> i remember that <laughs> but uh, that just came up i forgot all about it it just came up now <laughs> yes well, i think you're right and i think i think what you're doing is you're sort of pulling everything that we've just talked about together um things that make you happy are probably the things where you find it easier to express yourself and as you said, the person that you can never get away from is yourself. And, and I noticed that as a backpacker, some people would, would try to escape whatever was going on. That I'm going to, I broke up with my boyfriend, the girlfriend, or, or whatever they were run away from, and they would head off backpacking. And they would, one thing is for sure, the one thing that they would find when they were on the road was they'd find themselves. And as much as they can party and block it out over the first few weeks or months, eventually that person was always going to be there looking at them and going, so are you going to deal with this issue that we've walked away from? And there's another technique that I use to help people to hear in pain. And it's, and, it, and it's for you as like people like you're, you, uh, you were more pain a few months ago, but I always, I always tell people to visualize a, a, a box, right? Put a box and in the box at one side of this, there's a massive button. And that I showed you guys this as well. And that button is every time the there, in, so inside the box you have a button, and that button gives pain. And then inside the box, there's a big ball that drops in, and that ball bounces around inside the box. And every time it bounces against here, it gives you a shot of pain in your heart, because and that's a pain that reminds you of your ex boyfriend or girlfriend or your you know someone that passed away or your ex wife or whatever. And, but the thing is the ball gets smaller over time. So it can, the gap between the times it hits. So at the start, it's just sort of bouncing around and hitting the pain <laughs> all the time. 
but over time it gets smaller so it can bounce around for a while and they go bing but the pain doesn't really go away it's just that the gap between the pain gets bigger and sometimes it might hit like three times in a day and then it might not hit for three months and then it might not hit for three years because the ball's so minute that it's just but i always tell people time is a healer as well and the best way to let that ball shrink faster is to find something else to focus on and that's find something where it replenishes you with energy and that might be if you like, like so running or meditating or doing something that takes you away which is probably active that makes you feel better and sort of cheats yourself you know into getting away which is running going to the gym doing something which actually stimulates and, and gets your, your 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 chemicals pumping in the right way which actually brings happiness to you and keeps you focused off the ball because the less focus you put on the ball the the quicker it sort of it, it gets smaller and smaller and my i have a belief that the balls don't probably go away you just by the end of your life you probably have like 15 20 balls that are just bouncing around but they're so small that they can bounce for a couple of years at a time and then you realize that cat that you had died and you're like oh my cat or you can realize that old <laughs> boyfriend or girlfriend and maybe they do go away i don't know but the, the, the couple of balls that i have bouncing around in there they seem I, to pop up every few years yeah but there's so many i don't know there's feelings coming up in me now which um or emotions right and I try to find the words uh, when you talk about the balls getting smaller. I think that's one way. Another thing is, um, you know, where focus goes, energy flows, right? Exactly. Or uh, what where intention goes, energy flows, and, and stuff like that. And emotion is energy in motion. <laughs> and then we can talk about, you know, waking the tiger from Peter Levine, where, which he found out that that you know traumas are trapped energies because we could not release them we were not allowed to shout at home ah, don't stop shouting uh, we were not allowed to run around and i can see that with my kids when there was a lot happening right they need to get rid of that energy if you suppress that it will get stored in the in your energy body and eventually you're 40 50 and the things come out and and then you need to let it out but then i was thinking like what patrick just explains with the ball getting smaller and smaller but something, something says in me, this button, this pain button has to disappear and it can disappear. Um, but what is the mechanism? What is the, the view on the world, on, on oneself that helps you to actually shrink that button or make it less strong, right? Like big, oh, the cat, I love that cat, but the pain is just very weak of course the ball is weaker so it cannot press that button so strong you could call it but i'm also thinking like the more the more you i mean also with my friend my swiss friend which is uh, working on bitcoins we have this discussion on you know what is spirituality i'm like it's just basically finding yourself that's kind of my my view at the moment is like spirituality is the, the search for yourself, like the authentic self. And the more you grow spiritual, the more you know yourself, the more you know, again, how to accept yourself and love yourself, the more life just is. Again, Eckhart Tolle, Gary Zukav, Joe Dispenza, whatever, Greg Braden, and there's a Dave Hamilton. He, he has a really nice accent. <laughs> he sounds like you. Um, uh, you know, I think it's all 
life just is a situa situation just is everything happens now and you were really placing that also in in this discussion you live in the now so i think if you live in the now something which happened in an old time when you have released that energy right it's a trauma if it it's painful right if it brings you freeze of anger or something it's kind of a trauma reaction i would say according to my understanding so if you can release that energy it will not hurt anymore it will just be it just is it, it's in the past it, you're living in the now and then then this button comes like this ball comes and boom oh i had a cat i loved it it was awesome i loved the life yeah. and that's it the pain is gone oh my wife cheated on me with five guys while i was doing everything for her yeah just this whatever i, I think it's the self-acceptance self-love and realizing the more you grow life situations just are they're neither good nor bad there's also this indian saying i think um you know with the horses the horses run away then you catch the horses and instead of having one stallion you have like six horses and the, then the sun is training the horses and falls from the horse breaks the leg and every time one thing happens oh your poor self and then the next situation comes because of what happened oh yeah. you're so great like good or bad who knows right um, and if, if you can live life like that good or bad who knows it just is what now i think then the pain also gets smaller and it's more bearable and of course letting go the energy <laughs> if something bad happens scream <laughs> shake yeah. dance move don't let it in don't freeze i think i live in stockholm and in this society there's such a there's such a negative perception of anger like anger is really frowned upon nobody should ever get angry or you know <laughs> and things like that and, and for me it's it's such a strange thing because all the emotions along the entire spectrum from happy to shame or from love to shame have all all have their place within and they're all equal and they're all valuable and all needed and, and necessary and therefore if i'm honest about my story and, and how i was able to live the life that i do it came from well i actually think it came from anger but when i delved deeper into it and you know went into my shadow work it came from shame oh yes and that shame the shame came from poverty and, and and feelings of you know not being enough growing up and because I, I thought i was up until i was about 14 15 i thought we're all the same doesn't matter and then i went through puberty properly and then i realized actually we were poor and we didn't have enough and i wanted more now i wanted more but as a kid i was okay i thought we were all rich but now i thought we were poor and that brought shame for me and that was my sort of passing through sort of the 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 the, the veil and when I passed through that field, then I had more demands of what I wanted to be as a man, as a boy, as a teenager, as a future father, as a future husband, all these things. And, and when I looked at the position I was in and the position I wanted to be, I knew that I needed to do more and I wasn't enough at that stage. So I needed to, so I felt shame. And from that shame came anger. And I had two choices. I could either be this in i could go into despair or i could go into anger from the shame i could feel bad about the fact we were poor or i could feel pissed off about it 
And I, with, what I did as a, as a young Northern Irish boy is I felt anger. And I didn't feel anger at the society. I felt anger at where I wanted to be. And I used my anger as fuel. So I, I focused it like a laser on a goal, oh. which was I wanted to have this in the future and I'm going to get there and I'm mad at myself. And I'm going to study hard. I'm going to work hard and I'm going to fuel my self with this amazing natural resource of energy which is going to take me like putting a rocket under my backside and taking me towards the goal that i want to be which was i thought i was going to be an accountant i was going to be a lawyer and then i was going to be rich and successful and that would solve all my problems <laughs> but my point is i took the old analogy i took the cards i was got and I put a, I took I took the only weapon I had as a as a young poor boy and put put the fuel on them and that fuel was my anger. I didn't go into spirit and start feeling sorry for myself or blaming everyone else. And I didn't project my anger onto others. I wasn't pissed off at the world or I didn't blame you. I didn't blame the government. I, didn't, I wasn't I didn't become a victim of anyone because I didn't so, want so, to give my power away. Yeah. So this was actually a positive way of of using anger. I mean, I've also been talking to um, Kedrich Olsen, which is a specialist on runes and Viking lore and, you know, mirror work and stuff like that. And he also talks about anger, you know, and he says anger, it's not going out and destroying cars and uh, shops and stuff like own your anger, but use it in a positive way. And, and you yeah. just have a very nice because I was just in me, the feeling which came up is like, you know, my anger was playing Hulk with the wall and trying to re <laughs> redecorate my apartment, which went wrong. Um, you know, 15 times hitting the wall, nothing happened. And this time I broke my hand. This was anger on me. And if I think of it, it was shame. Shame yeah, of not being able to give my daughter and my son what I wanted that day because I didn't have energy. And again, I fail. Again, I'm not a good father, right? But that's only self-projection. That's not... That's not, no one told me like you're a bad father. And my, my ex-wife said, why didn't you say, I saw that you have no energy. You should be honest. I'm like, because I promised my kids to be at my place and we're going to watch a movie. And it was eight o'clock and it was too late to actually start something. And, you know, my son is seven and a half. My daughter is 10. So the movies she can watch are not necessarily good for my son. So I, it's just like in 10 seconds, the anger just rose and I just, bam. I'm like, I actually didn't want to hit the door frame to hit, to break my hand, but I hit the wall. And that's the wrong use of anger, right? And what I learned since I broke the hand seven weeks now was reading Gary Tukov and all these kind of things. And a lot of puzzle pieces came together and also the idea for the podcast. I'm like, I want to help others because I start understanding being aware of, of your emotions just means like feeling. But how do you feel in? You know, you read about it. It just means like there's all this energy in your body, this sensations it could be ants in your hands it could be ants in the whole body it could be this almost feeling like throwing up it could be this dizziness in the head in the dizziness in the heart dizziness in the stomach just feel it and just look at it i'm like okay what's that okay and then just wait it out don't act up on it and when 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 you talked about the anger was fueling you to achieve all these things you know and we have to shorten down so i think we we close it here uh Perhaps you have something to close after. But you actually also, you nicely said you didn't project it outwards because so many people which are angry, they will project it outwards. They will, in Ireland, I would say, go in one extreme, go for one or the other group, learn how to use weapons, learn how to fight and actually kill someone perhaps or put a bomb or whatever because they're full of anger. 
you used it to fuel said i want to be there i'm not there and that anger was your energy mm. but i don't think so many people are able to do that because our society doesn't teach us that well it's society didn't teach me either but i think whenever i hear about someone punching a wall 15 times I just think they've lost, they've just taken energy and just thrown it against the wall as opposed to trying to sort of pull it in and, you know, and send it yeah. in a way where it, 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 it directed towards something which is going to be used because that's a lot of it. First of all, you have a lot of energy that goes into the fueling of punching a wall. Yeah. Like that's an explosive moment. And then you have a lot of energy which goes into the regret and the bad relationship that you have with Excellent. yourself. Right. You know, so so you're giving Correct. away double the amount or triple hundred times the amount of energy of, of what you could have utilized. And and again, I don't know where I got that from. I do not know where. I just know that it, I, I I had a good upbringing in a weird place <laughs> up until I was 14, 15. And then I felt there wasn't enough. I had the shame of poverty in this and I used the shame. I didn't go into despair. I didn't go down. I didn't go into a dark place ever, but I got pissed off and I got pissed off in that direction. And that direction was going to take me to where I was going to go. And I, again, I, I'm, I don't have all the answers, brother, and I'm not trying to diminish anyone else's path or how they deal with stuff. But I'm, I'm only telling that as I know, I'm only sharing my, my story and my truth. And I think there's a lot of people out there who, it's almost like a race to the bottom where people talk about, no, but your life was bad, but my life and my life and my life is worse and worse. Yeah, oh, that, that, that's a pity party. And and Michael uh, Beckwith talks about it. Never, ever go into pity parties. I've listened to him one and a half hour, a years ago, first time. And yeah. I really, and I realized I go back and back like, oh, you know, my car broke down. Oh, if you would know, I'm like, fuck, Oliver, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. That, that, that doesn't bring you anywhere. You You spend energy, mental, emotional, whatever energy on something that, doesn't bring you forward and but i'm as i told you before we started recording i'm I'm floating a little bit around at the moment because the direction is a little bit missing but i also have i know i have to be aware to say i don't know where i'm going right because if i say it it will be true um i'm more or less aiming to say my higher consciousness my higher self knows the direction my consciousness is not there yet but my un, my subconsciousness and my higher self is preparing me to go in the right direction. So I'm positive that it will come because I know it's there. It's just not in the front of my of my awareness. As you said, there's so many skill sets I uh, I um, I gathered over my 43 years, which are a check of many traits to some degree, and. Um, and I'm, I've always been an honest person. I say, I believe we choose the parents. We choose where we are born to actually express what we need. And when, when you tell me that story, this is much deeper than whatever I heard from you so far, you know, with the anger and all these things. And, and this is just a really good role model for other people. Look, I did it. I don't know how you did it, but this is what helped me to achieve what I wanted. Look at all the energy, anger or, or shame. That's such a strong energy. And you can use it for something that brings you to a place where you want to be. Mm. Love does the same. Of course, love would be a nicer way. <laughs> um, well, that's the goal. And, and again, it's, today is 11-11 and it's now 22-22. 
So it's a good time. But, <laughs> it's a perfect time. To I it. did not but, even realize. But right. let me just say this: I think you can, if you can get to love stuff, it's it's the greatest fuel there is, and do it really love. There's no better fuel. But I didn't have much of that, you know, you know, and and again, this is just my story. It's my way. So I dealt with what I was given, and I was given these emotions, and I and I channeled them these ways, and I I worked with them in that direction, and one one. One one two 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 two, they're good numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty two twenty two right now. That's at where we are. It's Thursday night. Twenty two twenty two at the eleven eleventh, twenty twenty one. You know, angel numbers. If you're into them, oh, we definitely have that. That's uh, number of change. Eleven. No, ele- one hundred eleven is the angel number. I think something. Yeah or change and love and all these things, but we talked about it. And uh, yeah, I'm so grateful. Sometimes I really uh, feel like I'm overdoing it when I reach out to you. I'm like, Jesus, why am I so negative? Patrick doesn't deserve that. Uh, <laughs> he's just a shining beacon. And now that you went even deeper with me today, I'm like, wow, I, I just have even more appreciation for what you're doing to the world and, you know, from where you came and, there's no coincidence. Your soul wanted you there and, and, and you've grown to where you are now. And I'm just so happy. And I'm looking forward to see the next uh, Hamilton Walsh generation growing up. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's so much more to talk to, but it's late. And we said actually an hour ago, we would stop it. So uh, respectful to your wife and your future kid to your time I'm, I'm so thankful for your your sharing is there anywhere you want people to be heading besides besides of going to amazon and looking for patrick hamilton walsh's books and <laughs> yeah i think just i think simply that if, if you're if it's if you want your kids to learn more about meditation or your teenagers or even yourself a simple way then there's a book that's called sister and brother and it's a book about, and it's also in seven different languages. And thanks, thank you for the German one. And it's about um, how how kids can become more mindful and learn basic meditation in a, in a story format with the characters and drawings and stuff. It's a beautiful story. Yeah. <laughs> I and love the it. The other one is is there's I did a book called, a series of book called Life Is Color, which is mindful coloring for adults, for teens, for lgbtq community for boys for kids so there's seven different types of those as well um all the money from all my books goes to helping the homeless people and apart from that just follow me on instagram and <laughs> up the conversation and spread the love and let me know what you thought of this conversation and just thanks for listening in and because oliver is a good human he is a he is a beautiful human and the more people support him and and cares for him and listens into his projects the happier i am so i just want to thank the listener for coming this far and for uh supporting this beautiful man on his journey thank you so much and um you also have a podcast we mentioned it podcast yes all the links will be on the show notes and blog posts and wherever I, I share it. But with that, I say thank you for having listened to us and um, on my new journey to, you know, share expression. from depression to expression, how to be authentical and love yourself. Thank you. Thank you.